were working full-time in 2013, according to a recent report by the Hamilton Project at the Brookings Institution, a Washington-based public policy group. Earnings for the typical worker haven't kept up with the growth of the economy for decades. Median earnings for a man without a high school diploma fell 20% from 1990 to 2013, while wages for those with only a high school diploma dropped 13%. Women have fared somewhat better, though they still generally earn less than men. Over the same period, earnings for women without a high school diploma dropped 12%, while earnings for those with a high school diploma actually rose by 3%. It is notoriously hard to determine the factors that go into job creation and earnings, and it is particularly difficult to isolate the specific impact of technology from that of, say, globalization, economic growth, access to education, and tax policies. But advances in technology offer one plausible, albeit partial, explanation for the decline of the middle class. A prevailing view among economists is that many people simply don't have the training and education required for the increasing number of well-paying jobs requiring sophisticated technology skills. At the same time, software and digital technologies have displaced many types of jobs involving routine tasks, such as those in accounting, payroll, and clerical work, forcing many of those workers to take more poorly paid positions or simply abandon the workforce. Add to that the increasing automation of manufacturing, which has eliminated many middle-class jobs over the past decades, and you begin to see why much of the workforce is feeling squeezed. These are long-term trends that began decades ago, says David Otter, an MIT economist who has studied job polarization. The disappearance of middle-skilled jobs, even as demand increases for low-paying manual work on the one hand and highly skilled work on the other. This hollowing out of the middle of the workforce, he says, has been going on for a while. Nevertheless, the recession of 2007 to 2009 may have sped up the destruction of many relatively well-paid jobs requiring repetitive tasks that can be automated. These so-called routine jobs fell off a cliff in the recession, says Henry Sue, an economist at the University of British Columbia. And there's been no large rebound. This type of work, which includes white-collar jobs in sales and administration, as well as blue-collar jobs in assembly work and machine operation, makes up about 50% of employment in the United States. Sue's research also shows that the disappearance of these jobs has most harshly affected people in their 20s, many of whom seem to have simply stopped looking for work. That's bad enough. But there's an even more fundamental fear. Is this a harbinger of what's to come for other sectors of the workforce? As technology takes over more and more of the jobs that have long been considered secure paths to a middle-class life, Are we at the beginning of an economic transformation that is unique in history, wonderful for what it could do in bringing us better medicine, services, and products, but devastating for those not in a position to reap the financial benefits? Will robots and software replace most human workers? No one knows the answer.
Many economists see little convincing evidence that advances in technology will be responsible for a net decrease in the number of jobs, or that what we're undergoing is any different from earlier transitions when technology destroyed some jobs but improved employment opportunities over time. Still, over the last several years, a number of books and articles have argued that the recent advances in artificial intelligence and automation are inherently different from past technological breakthroughs in what they portend for the future of employment. Martin Ford is one of those who think this time is different. In his new book, Rise of the Robots, Technology, and the Threat of a Jobless Future, Ford points to numerous examples of new technologies, such as driverless cars and 3D printing, that he thinks will indeed eventually replace most workers. How then will we adapt to this?